0: We are so glad you've joined us today. If God is doing something in your life through this ministry, we want to hear about it. Send us an email at live at trinitynwa.com to tell us your story. You can also go online to give to this ministry by going to trinitynwa.com and clicking the red Give Online button. Again, thank you so much for joining us today. If you want to experience more content, visit our website or subscribe to our YouTube channel. Virtuous mothers. You know we're on the second week of a series called Family First. Last week we talked about uh, the dads. We 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 dug down in it, didn't we? Last week we talked about what it means to be a godly father. And so um, today we want to talk about virtuous mothers. Uh, what is a virtuous mother? I think everybody knows what what a mother is, but I want to I want to even take that further than. Than what some people might give as a description of a mother. A mother is not just a female that is capable of producing offspring. There's a lot of females that have produced offspring that weren't mothers. A mother is that person who believes in her children. She sacrifices everything for her family. She loves her children more than she loves her own life. That's a real mother. And when you add virtuous to it, you have to you have to um, there have to add something to just the definition of mother. Virtuous, by the by the dictionary's standard, means morally excellent. So let's break that down. What is excellence first? Excellence. Well, here our definition of excellence is our very best. It's not that we're comparing ourselves to someone else. We're not uh, saying that we're excellent because we're better than someone else. We are saying that excellence is our very best. So then what is moral? And in order to find out what moral is, you have to go to the word of God. Man cannot come up with his own definitions of morality, although there are a lot of people trying right now. A lot of people are trying to define morality away from scripture and it can't be done. Because morality apart from scripture is simply your own beliefs and feelings, which in the scheme of the of the purpose and plan of God are irrelevant. And a lot of people don't want to hear that. They say how I feel Is most important, and so how I feel will be how I gauge the world around me and how I judge the world around me. But we can't gauge or judge the world based on how we feel, we have to do it based on the words of God. Amen. So, the four of you that are with me, I hope I haven't offended everybody already. We're just getting started. morality can only be defined by scripture and when it comes to defining what morality means as it pertains to the role of a mother the mother is mentioned probably thousands of times in scripture but when you get right down to what i would categorize and most of you would categorize the best place in scripture to find out what a real mama is all about is to go to proverbs 31 And you say, well, that's just about, a, that's Proverbs is just about a, a godly woman. It's not about mothers. Oh, it's about mothers. It is about women in general, but it also specifically is about mothers as well. Proverbs thirty-one twenty-eight. Her children. Well, who has children? Women or mothers? Mothers have children. Her children praise her and with great pride, her husband says. There are many good women, but you're the best. Charm can be deceiving. Beauty fades away, but a woman who honors the Lord deserves to be praised. Show her respect. Praise her in public for what she has done. So why should her children praise her and why should her husband take pride in her? And yes, husband, it's okay to take pride in your wife, those godly mamas. The answer to that question would be you need to look a little bit further back into the chapter and, you, and we can list for you. And I won't read all that to you, but I will, I'm going to break that down for you and give you just a, 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 a short list of what is happening in the previous verses to the ones that I just read. It says to us there that a virtuous mother is these things. First of all, she's dependable. Then it says she is good. She's industrious. She's hard working. We're talking about virtuous, morally excellent according to scripture mothers. She is compassionate. She's strong. She's graceful. She's cheerful. She's sensible. She's thoughtful. She's careful and never lazy. One of the verses puts it this way. She is the most precious treasure a man can find. All of you husbands say amen. That's the reason why her children praise her and her husband is proud of her. 31 and 30 says that charm can be deceiving. Beauty fades away. But a woman who honors the Lord deserves to be praised. So my question then to you and the one that I will attempt to answer the next few minutes would be this. How then should we as husbands and children respect and praise our virtuous mothers? There's at least three ways. There's more than this. But at least three ways listed just in these verses. Get your pen and your paper and get ready to take some notes. How should you, husband, how should you... Child, respect and praise your virtuous mother. First of all, all of those of you who are married to a virtuous mother or all of those of you who have a virtuous mother, say aloud, amen. Amen. All right. If you said aloud, amen, I'm about to give you the ways that the scripture says that you're supposed to respect and praise and honor your mom. First of all, Verse 29 tells us that there are many good women, but you're the best. The first way that we should respect or that we should praise these virtuous mothers is to tell them. Number one, tell them. And I'm not going to ask you mamas to say it, but I bet you that you would like to be told every once in a while. If you are not, you would like to be told. And even if, even if you are, you wouldn't mind being told more often That you're a good mama, that you're a good wife. Tell her. Chuck Swindoll wrote a book called His Needs, Her Needs. He lists the five major needs of women. And I don't know how he knew unless his wife told him. But I'm taking his word for it because I saw the five basic needs of men. And he pretty much had that nailed. And they were quite different than the ones of the women. When I read the list for the men, I'm like, well, he got that down. So probably he's got the women thing going too. maybe his wife helped him. But he lists the five. Major needs of women, and I'll give them to you backwards from five back to one five, he said, is family commitment. The mama wants to know that dad is committed to his family and that they're the most important thing to him. Fourth Financial support. She wants to be secure. Third, honesty and openness. Second, conversation, men. The second greatest need of your wife is conversation. And number one is affection. And I've listed them backwards because I wanted you to see that. Number one and two, affection and conversation. Conversation. Are the number one and number two needs. Maybe we're wrong. Maybe we still don't know. But what we've read fellas. Is that our ladies would like for us. To spend more time talking to them. And telling them. How much we appreciate them. Gary Smalley. John Trent. Wrote husbands and wives. In that book. Listen to this fellas. Quote. On average, a wife will say she needs to spend 45 minutes to an hour each day in meaningful conversation with her husband. What does her husband sitting next to her say is enough time for meaningful conversation? 15 to 20 minutes once or twice a week. Now you see why marriage counselors are busy. He's thinking 15, 20 minutes a week ought to cover it. And the rest of the time, he should be able to just not listen. And she needs 45 minutes to an hour a day. And the guys are like, oh, I don't even talk to... I mean, if you, if you compiled my conversations... Phone calls and all for a whole day with everybody I talk to, it wouldn't be an hour. I don't even talk an hour a day. Even when I, even when I accumulate the time I talk to myself. Prayer, talk to self, talk to customers, talk to people, all together wouldn't be an hour a day. This is something that fellas, most of us, probably all of us, are not geared toward this. It's something that we have to really be conscious and intentional about. It's not what we think about. We don't even consider that. You know what guys do when they get together? You come home and they, you go to dinner with a friend and you come home and your wife says, how'd that go? And you're like, well, it was great. What would y'all talk about? Nothing. Well, you were gone for two hours. What did you do? Well, we, we uh, just hung out. You know, we watched a movie or watched a fight or a sporting event or something. Well, you, while you were there, I mean, you talked about something. Well, what did you talk about? How's his wife? I, I guess she's okay. I mean, was well, his kids doing all right? Well, I don't know his kids' names I. We've known him for 20 years. So what did you do? Well, I had a uh, Coke and I had uh, wings and I had fries. I mean, we can get, we got all that. Then we, we went over to Andy's. I mean, we got that. But men, we don't have meaningful conversations with anybody but God. And that's not enough. We don't have those with him enough. Yet. The people that we love the most. The person that we love the very most in this life. Her basic most important need is that time that we would share together. And I'll tell you something. It's not a sacrifice. It's a blessing to have her there to have that conversation with. Because I want to tell you ladies something. Even though we don't talk much. When we do. It's to you. When we bear our soul, it's to you. It's with you. You say, that's bearing your soul. What we hear, you don't do that with anybody else. No, I mean, you're the, that's the most. It doesn't get any better. We're not talking to somebody else. We're not talking to our friends. When we talk, it's to you. But it should be more. So, men, I'm talking to you and kids, I'm talking to you. Those of you kids who think, I don't have time to talk to mom. she's dry, She drives me nuts. Thousand questions. You know why your mom asks you all those questions? Because she loves you. She cares about you. She wants to make sure you're safe. She wants to make sure you have everything you need. Wouldn't her life be a lot easier if she didn't have to care? Wouldn't her life be a lot less stressful if she didn't have to worry about you and if she didn't have to ask a thousand questions? You know what kind of questions she asked when she was a teenager? Wasn't those. When she didn't have you to worry about, she didn't have to ask those questions. Her life was a lot different before she took on the responsibility of being married and having babies. Life changes things. If you appreciate having a virtuous mother, don't just say amen, but spend more time talking to your wife or to your mama. Because I'll tell you something else: you won't always have her. Someday she'll be gone and you'll wish that she'd call you and ask you a question. Quiet in here today. I don't know if I'm doing all right or not, but I'm just going to keep going. When you're nervous, you should just keep talking. Proverbs thirty-one twenty-nine. There are many good women, but you are the best. Here is a man talking, telling his wife. And how is she receiving that? I think she's receiving that and being blessed by that. She's secure by that. She's secure by the fact, guys, that we take the time and that we are truly interested. That we're not, just, we're not just blankly letting her talk while we... But that we are actually engaged and paying attention. And we're better for hearing what she has to say. And she's better for hearing us say to her the things she needs to hear. Secondly... Verse 31 says to show her respect. Where? The answer is everywhere. Show her respect everywhere. In the Old Testament, had you been disrespectful to your mother, do you know what they would have done to you? Taken you outside the city and crushed your head with rocks. It was called stoning. It's what people got for disrespecting their parents back then. S- pretty severe, but I doubt they had a whole lot of disrespect among children for their parents. I was reading something the other day, a guy named Michael Ridgway. I don't read y'all a lot, but I just thought it'd be cool for you to hear this because he, he, he can express this better than I could make this point. He was writing uh, an article for Focus on the Family. And he, uh, years ago, he married his wife that he married... Is of Chinese descent. And so that will help you better understand what's going on here. He said I felt righteous indignation rise up in me just a split second. Before I felt something else. Was guilt. Because in that instant I knew exactly where my daughter's disrespect had come from. Me. Okay. He said before I continue. I should explain that I have the deepest respect for my wife's Chinese heritage. And I absolutely adore the way she expresses herself. And on occasion, I have jokingly impersonated her accent because, as Charles Caleb Colton said, imitation is the sincerest form of flattery, right? But as I heard my daughter mimic my mimicry, I realized how disrespectful it sounded. Ouch. How painful to see your mistakes reflected through your children's behavior. Much of our kids' attitudes toward their mother come from watching their dad. As fathers, do we want our kids to respect their mother? Then we need to model that respect for them. Even unintentional signs of disrespect can make an impression on our kids. True, huh? We need to respect these ladies. And sometimes we, guys, we let up a little bit on the respect things we say and do and the noises we make we would have never done said and made to her before we got married am i right and now well i got her so this is me i can do what i want She's stuck with me now well she might not be she, You might think she's stuck with you. She might have an altogether idea about what she's got. She may think you'd be better off stuck with someone else. When do we need to stop respecting our wife, Pastor? Never. When do we need to stop respecting our mother? Never. You need to have the deepest respect for a virtuous woman, whether she's a mother or not. But if she's your mom or if she's your wife, you need to respect her. You need to respect the things about her. I'll tell you a little story about my mama, and she would be so embarrassed if she were here right now. I, I, in all my life, I heard my mama burp one time, and it was under her breath, and it just and, and it just got out, and her eyes got real big. it was it was, real, it was very concealed burp couldn't even do it we didn't even hear it it's just she kind of moved you know and we knew she burped we didn't even really hear anything she was aghast she was so embarrassed oh my you'd have thought you'd have thought she'd have got caught taking shots at the pope or something you know and there's the rest of us running around you know me burping and Making other noises that I shouldn't say the word from the pulpit. Yeah, I'm not going to. But I learned from her that it was what was proper, what was decent, what was socially acceptable. And I watched her uh, as I became a man. I watched her endure me. Even though I, I act right in public there were still some times that I would watch her sit with her hands in her lap with the look on her face where she would smile, but there would be that that look like, Oh, I wish she hadn't have said that. It's going to be hard for me to defend that. It's going to be hard for me to act like I don't care. (laughs) Guys, let's be respectful. Let's treat them with respect. Let's act in ways... That bring them respect. I know I'm preaching to myself. And thirdly. Verse 31. The scripture said we should praise her. Where? Everywhere. But especially in public. Gloria Steinem. Now all of a sudden. Everybody just went. Oh my. You're going to quote Gloria Steinem. I'm going to quote, quote Gloria Steiner for this reason. Years ago, she was speaking to a group of women and she made this statement that I think is sad. That's why I'm saying it. She said to these women, some of us are becoming the men we wanted to marry. I think it's sad when women have to get together and try to figure out how to be the men they wanted to marry. When women have to try to take the role. Of being what men should be. When women think they have to take the lead. They have to take the spiritual lead. They have to take the financial lead. They have to take the lead or else it won't get done. Because they married him and they thought he was something. But now he just kind of there. So here she goes. It's not that she loves doing all the laundry. It's not that she loves doing all the dishes. It's not that she loves cooking all the meals. But somebody has to and you think this is what I'm let her do it cuz she likes it. Secret. She may be industrious and busy, but I bet she would like it if you swept the floor every once in a while or mopped or took out the trash without having to be told like you was 12 years old. Ladies, there's your chance. You just let your amen get by because you're afraid you're going to offend him. All right. Not too much to ask, fellas. You know where the dirty clothes hamper is? It's not in the middle of the floor. Sometimes kids have this idea it's magical. If we throw our stuff on the floor, we come back in a little while, it's gone. Far too few times it's dad that went around and picked it up. In fact, dad, what we ought to do is light somebody up every once in a while. Come on now. For not respecting mama the way that we should. And for having to be told what we have to be told a thousand times. Women need for us to acknowledge their contributions and their value. Face it, men. Face it, kids. We wouldn't last no time if it wasn't for our virtuous mamas. Would we? They keep us in line. They take care of everything. I don't know what we'd do without them. They put us first. They make sure we have everything we need. They stick up for us when nobody else does. They stick up for us when nobody else would. Let me ask you this story, or let me ask you this question about this story. Who do you think was graded? Thomas Edison or his mama. So I don't know nothing about Thomas Edison. I kind of know a little bit about what he did. Well, all right. One day, when Thomas Edison was just a little boy, a teacher sent a note home with him from school to his mama. The note said this: "Your child is dumb." We can't do anything for him. So she wrote a note back to the teacher. You don't understand my boy. I will teach him myself. And she did. And the results were pretty impressive. Things would be a lot darker around here if it hadn't have been for a virtuous mama <laughs> she praises us and yet many times she goes without the praise she deserves how do we praise her pastor I think it's fairly simple I think that something as simple as taking the time to say I love you or I'm thankful for you or I'm grateful to you You're the best mother in the world. Go a long ways. And don't be ashamed to say things like that to her in public. I never understood those people who were married that would disrespect each other in public. You would never hear my wife ever say anything negative about me if she knew i was completely wrong she would back me to the hill and afterwards when we got in the car she'd say you're wrong about that but i'd be like what'd i do you would never ever hear me throw her under the bus you'll never hear me ever say a disrespectful word about my wife you will never, you'll never see us argue. You'll never hear. You can ask our kids. If they ever had to watch us fight and argue, you can ask them. They didn't, they didn't, they didn't. First of all, we didn't do those things. You mean you never, you, you had times where you, you, uh, you just agreed on everything? No, we had disagreements, but we had enough respect for each other. To be able to voice our our viewpoints and to be able to work things out without ever having to be disrespectful to one another. Don't disrespect. Never forget that or take that for granted. But tell her... And show her respect and praise her every day, every chance you get. And if you do that, you're only going to be doing for her what she always does for you. It's not like you're going to be doing something special. She's doing that for you already. If she's a virtuous mother. I'll conclude and then we'll pray. A story I heard of two little boys who were four and six, who on Mother's Day decided they wanted to get their mama a gift. And so they pulled their money together, which wasn't much, but it was enough for them to be able to walk down with dad's help to a local flower shop. And they walked in and they picked out what they could afford and it wasn't what they wanted but they gave it to their mama and as she looked at it she was so grateful she was thrilled that these kids had taken it upon themselves to go do this for her and then the six-year-old spoke up and said, Mama, that is not exactly what we wanted to get you. There was another one there that was prettier, and we liked it. And it had a saying on it that we just thought would have been a lot better, but we couldn't afford it. And she said, Well, what was it? What did it say? And, she, and the little boy said, It had the words on it, Rest in Peace. He said, We know how you're always talking about how you wish that we would give you just a little peace so you could rest. So today we're praying for our virtuous mothers. Not that they would die. But that instead that they would live with a little bit of rest and peace. And joy. And zeal. So I want to ask if all of those virtuous mamas, would you stand? Stand up, ladies. Stand up, mamas. Amen. Church, we're blessed. There's a bunch of ladies standing right now. And here in about an hour, there'll be a bunch of them standing in here again. We've got a lot of virtuous mamas in our church. And for that, we are truly, truly blessed and grateful. Amen. Let's never take them for granted and so I'm going to ask now if if all of those of you that are seated would gather around your mama or your wife or your grandmother or whoever this is in this room right now would you just stand up and gather around them put your arm around them if you're close enough to do so and I'm going to ask if you would pray a prayer over your mama over your wife would you do that pray a prayer and pray this prayer pray it this way say god i want you to bless my mama or bless my wife would you give her rest would you give her peace would you give her strength would you encourage her today would you give her deep-seated joy would you cause me lord to do a better job of telling her how much i love her would you remind me to respect her would you remind me to praise her would you remind me to treat her the way that she deserves to be treated? God, I'm grateful and I'm thankful for this virtuous mother in my home. Bless her, I pray. Encourage her. Give her the rest that she needs. and Cause all of us around her to be more mindful of her and what she does and what she means to this family thank you Jesus thank you Jesus for our mamas we love our mamas grateful thank you Jesus we're grateful for those virtuous wives of ours thank you Lord for Deb I thank you God I thank you that she is a virtuous mother. I thank you that she loves our children and our grandchildren. and She loves the, all the people around her. Serves them with such grace. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord.